Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Fringe. Today we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 1, titled A New Day in the Old Town. Alright, we're back. New season, resetting the clock of episode counting and all that. Uh, And starting off with a very, very good premiere episode uh, that has a very unexpected resolution to that season one cliffhanger of Olivia meeting with William Bell. The idea that we get that nugget, we get that huge, oh my god, Olivia met with William Bell, holy crap, we're gonna get to see the conversation between Olivia and William Bell, and then the premiere comes around, and not only do we not get that conversation, not only do we not get to see that conversation, but Olivia doesn't even remember it, and we've got nothing, like we've got no information on that. At all. Like, we just don't get to know, aside from the vague hints of, like, I I think I remember meeting someone. I I think someone told me to find something that's hidden. And I think our lives depend on it. I think everyone's life might depend on it. I don't know. I don't know specifics. Like, it's a very bold move. Uh, I won that. I'll be honest. Uh, my first watch through this show... Did having me it did have me scratching my head a little bit, but I think I think it absolutely paid off in the long run. Fringe is very good at subverting expectations and doing something weird and different in its storytelling, where in the moment you're not quite sure about it, but once you kinda see what's happening, once you kinda see where they're going, once you sort of get on their wavelength, you're like, oh, this is brilliant. This is really, really cool. This was a great little piece to put in there that just made this arc more interesting than it would have been otherwise. So it's a really, really cool, different take to put on it. Uh, Say what you will about Fringe. It's bold. (laughs) It's a very, very bold show. And that boldness pays off Way more often than not, in my mind. Uh, In fact, it pays off, I think, 100% of the time. Because, like I said, or like I always say, it is one of my favorite shows ever. But we get that weird resolution to it. And we get introduced to the concept of the shapeshifters. Which, man, the shapeshifter stuff is... So freaking cool. We get these soldiers coming from another universe that have this little device that can plug in a a soft palette of the mouth. I don't know why I did a visual demonstration making uh, me sound like real weird because of the palette sticking in the mouth. 
uh, even though you can't see me. I don't know why I did a visual demonstration there. I just kind of tanked the audio quality of that moment for no apparent reason. Uh, <laughs> but put, like, this device into the soft palate of someone's mouth and, like, use that to transform themselves into that person. Uh, and they're communicating with the other side. They're doing something here. You had that video talking, uh, <laughs> that video with the woman that Walter was experimenting on with, like, these drug trips and all that, going, oh, the man sticks the machine in the mouth. They're like shapeshifters. They're from another universe, man. You got that weird video that's, like, really, really interesting. Oh, the typewriter. I love this typewriter. This typewriter shows up a lot where it's just, like, they sit down, type in it on our universe, and then the other universe types something else in. And it, like, sort of goes back and forth between the universes. And it's, like, this communication between universes where mission reports can be given and orders can be given. And it's it's re- it's a really, really cool concept. It's a really awesome visual. Every time they shift to, like, the mirror, so you see the alternate universe typewriter typing like it oh it's so cool it's so freaking cool i'm so happy we're like in the full-blown alternate universe stuff the alternate universe stuff fringe does is incredible but we meet that shapeshifter that crashes into olivia's car and stumbles out and shapeshifts into somebody else and it's a really, really great opening. Uh, you have Amy Jessup coming in and investigating the whole thing. Peter and Walter get called in because it's Olivia. And while Amy and Peter are sort of arguing and sort of at a clash, Olivia the entire time has just not been in the car. Olivia the entire time has just been, like, not there. It's as if no one was in the car at all. And then, suddenly, out of nowhere, BAM! Olivia comes crashing through the windshield and just lands on the ground. And there's a solid amount of this episode where we are led to believe it's looking a hell of a lot like Olivia's just straight up brain dead. Like, the doctor comes in and says we weren't able to restore brain function. And Walter is in denial saying, like, no, she's not dead. I can fix her. I can fix her. She's not dead. And he goes in and examines her and can't do anything. And it's just, like, watching Peter and Walter have to deal with this. Uh, Seeing Rachel in the hospital fully, like, expecting for her sister to be dead. And she's got a will that says... No life support if she's brain dead, so they're going to pull the plug. And it's just, it's heartbreaking stuff. It really, really is. Uh, Broyles even has some, uh, some grieving period over that. And then one, at one point, Peter stands over her and then she just, Snaps awake saying that Greek phrase that his mother used to say to him before bed. Be a better man than your father. And then just 
fully, like, does the standing, oh my god, I'm awake and alive thing. And it's just like, and then from that moment on, she can't remember, she has no idea what's going on, all she knows is that she met with someone, but she doesn't remember who, and she doesn't remember where she went, uh, and she knows, she has this feeling that someone's going to try and kill her, and she has this feeling that whatever he, this person told her to do, William Bell, that it's really, really important, like, life or death stuff, and, like, she spends this entire episode, like, very afraid, very shaken up, in a way that we're not used to seeing Olivia in a vulnerable place, that we're not used to seeing her. She's having trouble, like, loading her gun, even, because her hands keep shaking, uh, that's our arc to this episode, is having to load the gun, having difficulties loading the gun, and that whole thing is handled so, so goddamn well. And while Olivia is dealing with that, uh, Peter is investigating the shapeshifter stuff along with Amy Jessup. By the way, Amy Jessup, played by Meghan Markle. Yup. The Duchess of Sussex, before she was the Duchess of Sussex, of Sussex, of Sussex, was on Fringe. Was on a couple episodes of Fringe. That's a thing. That's very much a thing that exists. But Peter and Amy Jessup are investigating this, investigating this, investigating this. I pretty much already gave, just by talking about how cool the shapeshifters are, most of the big reveals, most of the big investigatory stuff. Uh, they find the guy who was driving the car, and we find out that that was just someone the shapeshifter changed into. And we follow the corpses with the holes in their soft palates uh, to the guy at the hospital. And we figure out, like, wait a minute, this guy's a soldier... If there's one thing soldiers do, if there's one thing a soldier, a good soldier is supposed to do, it's stay on mission. So, shapeshifter's still going after Olivia. And it leads to this big confrontation at the hospital, where the shapeshifter going in as Olivia's nurse unknowingly interrogates her, un- unknowingly to Olivia, interrogates her on what happened, and then once she extracts all the information possible, tries to kill her. Uh, Amy and Peter and Charlie go in and rescue her. There's this big chase in, like, this basement or whatever. In these tunnels. That is really well-helmed. Really brilliantly crafted. And the shapeshifter is... Seemingly... Killed by Charlie. So we got the shapeshifter, the shapeshifter's dead, it's not coming after Olivia anymore, everything's great! We think. More on this later. (laughs) Uh, While this is all happening, there's a, a really good subplot where Washington is threatening to shut Fringe Division down because they're questioning the efficacy of that division. They don't think they are producing enough actual results. They're not producing really anything they can use. And Broyles has to go to Washington to make the case like, Hey, we're important. We need to be here. We need to be doing this stuff. We need to be uh, active and we need to be investigating this stuff. We are not safe. 
and like this. Uh, this committee of senators is like, eh, I don't buy it. And then Peter goes to Washington and is like, hey, here's a machine that, like, basically allows people to change shape. It's broken, but if they can fix it, they'll have an army of people who can look like anyone. Is that enough for them? Also... We're calling the shots now. We're not going to be too late anymore. We're in charge of our own deal. And Fringe Division is back and better than ever. And we're all good. Everything's great. Nothing could possibly be bad. And then we get this ending where we see Charlie Francis... ...dispose of Charlie Francis's body. Because the Charlie Francis we see is not Charlie Francis, but rather this shapeshifter who killed the real Charlie Francis and took his place and is now undercover within Fringe Division. Charlie is dead as hell. They killed Charlie in the season premiere. Season 2 starts with the very nonchalant death of a pretty damn big character. Just saying. Yeah, uh, this season is, it's something else, man. It is something else. I'm just gonna say that. There's gonna be some really fantastic stuff. Get ready for... Get ready for something amazing. Get ready for something really, really fantastic. With these uh, 22 episodes plus one lost episode that will sneak in midway through. Uh, Basically, I think I've talked about it before, but there's a weird thing where it's like season 2 episode 11 is not actually season 2 episode 11. It's a lost episode of season 1 that they aired in the middle of season 2 as like this big... Oh, this big special thing. See the lost episode of Fringe. Uh, So that aired between episodes 10 and 11. And on IMDb is listed as season 2 episode 11. But it's not actually season 2 episode 11. It's weird. It's a very, very weird thing. But point is, season 2 is great. Season 2 is awesome. Season 2 is gonna show off some really cool deals. So yeah. Great start all around. Uh, If you like this... Favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just push a button on the anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if I feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that's not work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 2. Talk to you then.